Hello and welcome to another episode of the Bros 3 Podcast for July 15, 2018. And how you doing, fam? I say, how y'all doing? Are y'all living that best life? Are we living our best life? I hope we are. I really hope we are. We got breath in our bodies, eyes open up this morning. So let's go and get to it, you know, because... As I live and breathe, I got to do it. Now, a lot of people ask me, where was the music at last week? The last episode, where was them ladies? Where was them beautiful ladies singing, talking about how? And, you know, I was, I was, you know, Y2K got me. I'm trying to get a new system, trying to upgrade. But, you know, without further ado, Mr. Willie Hutch, if you'd be so kind. Yeah. Brothers gonna work it out. Brothers gonna work it out. Yeah. Brothers gonna work it out. So anyway, uh, welcome to another episode of Brothers Three Podcast for July fifteenth, two thousand eighteen. And how you doing, fam? I say, how you doing? Um, still kind of working out some technical difficulties, but uh, I think we're getting a little bit better. Just a little bit better. Uh, let's see. Where is brother number two? I saw him, right? I saw him and Elon Musk that was working on that submarine, right? And brother number two was getting in the submarine, right? And that's when Elon Musk had got the got the news that the bulls are already out the cave, so they ain't need the submarine no more. So when brother number two came out, of the submarine, I guess he was test fitting it, make sure all the seals. He went in and tried to breathe up all the air, and uh, you know when he came out, Elon Musk was you know gone. So brother's still working on uh, the submarine. I ain't got the heart to tell him that they don't need it no more. So that's what's going on, with brother number two. Brother number three, I hate to say it, he's actually training under. An underwater dive team to fight, like along so as the as the sub is going down, right? Him and a team of crack commandos, they're gonna be in the water, you know, swimming right next to the sub, and they train to fight off Aquaman, uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Kraken uh, from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, um, and I don't have the heart. And plus. Uh, brother number three ain't got a waterproof phone, so I can't send him a text to abort the mission anyway. So, I mean, you know, once they get back, they'll know that their efforts were in vain. But see, that's that type of family we are. We always trying to help the community, you know, uh, with brother number two putting together fantastical Tony Stark-esque materials to save drowning kids to brother number three risking life and limb to swim next to a submarine, which I just realized would probably be super fast. They probably wouldn't keep up. But they elite, so, you know, they'll they'll adapt and overcome. And what do I do? What does brother number two do to, you know, make the world a little better? Well, what I do is I give blood, donate blood. Now, um, I don't... 
I, I think I, I can share this with y'all. I don't think there's nothing you can do with this information, but my blood is old positive. Now, old positive blood you can give to anybody. No, no, no. That's not true. Okay. From my understanding, there's three types of blood types. There's A, there's B, and there's O. And then you got A positive, A negative, B positive, B negative, O positive, O negative. Now, if you got O positive, no, jeez. If you got O positive, you can give to anybody but O negative. O negative can only have O negative. So I have O positive. Um, and for the last couple years, I make sure I give blood. I give blood just uh, my way of giving back. Um, but and oh, and I've in the one place I went, I've given I've given one gallon and one pint. Right. And first, I did it on the humbug, but then someone told me that if you give blood, your body's dead. and I also give double double portion. I don't know what that is, so two pints or something platelets so they told me if you give blood like you can get super buzz like one beer is equivalent to like four beers something like that i ain't believe them but at the same time i want to help people anyway so i went uh it's about a couple years ago i went there and i, I gave um a double portion double two pints i don't know what you call it double portion of blood went up there and uh i got hooked up on the machine or whatever and yeah i'm gonna save a kid somewhere but that ain't really what i want to do i want to test this theory out so i hook up to the machine and the woman she her name was brandy oddly enough she said oh it's really a good thing that you're doing that you're giving this blood and uh you know this your blood can save up to four people or eight people per pint or something I said, ma'am, I appreciate what you're telling me. I'm really not into that. I'm I'm not here for that. She said, oh, really? Well, what, what, what could you possibly be here for? I said, I'm here to see if I get his blood and have a drink, will I get, will, will, will I get, will I get nice? Will I, need, will I get to where I need to be? And the woman looked at me, she like, kind of like looked left and right, make sure her supervisors wasn't looking. And she got close to me, she's like, oh my God, you're going to get so wasted. <laughs> I was like, all right, I'm going to hold you to that. So, gave that blood. I was off. The next day, you know, just my day, house by myself. Uh, then wife, she was going with, with the kid. They was, she was at school. Got me a little half pint. A little half pint of some gin. I don't even drink gin no more. I poured me a little bit, put it in some water, mixed it up with some water. I took about, uh, let's say, I took two sips. I was like, that woman don't know what she's talking about. Took two gulps and woke up like three hours later. And I was like, geez, that woman knew what she was talking about. So since then, when you give double portion of blood, you can only give every 16 weeks. So I've been giving blood, you know, every 16 weeks after that miraculous discovery. Now, since then, you know what I'm saying, I might, if, if I'm doing something, I probably get like just if I go out, I probably have a beer. You know, that way you just kind of and you have a meal also. Now, you ain't just out there just getting food barred. You know what I'm saying? You just get your beer, sit there and you sip on it. You sip on it like all night. Everybody, you want something else? Nope, I'm good. I got one beer. This is going to give me what I need to be. And this leads me to the last time I gave blood. 
which was um that would have been today's Saturday, so that would have been Thursday. Thursday night. I go well, I'm driving around. I actually got heat exhaustion or whatever for trying to record an episode <laughs> of the podcast in the car with the windows up in the hot sun. <laughs> okay, I I know it don't sound good, but I, it made sense to me. I was making a makeshift sound booth in the hot, hot sun. So anyway, uh, the next morning, I really wasn't feeling very well. So uh, I was like, I got to go lay down. So I, I was driving to go lay down. This is like about 3 o'clock in the afternoon or something. And I get a text from the Red Cross. It's like one of them texts like from a dude that's, you know, well, a chick you used to mess with. But for the ladies, for a dude you used to mess with. And they call you up like, what you doing? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Look, I know what you want. You want my blood. You don't care what I'm doing. So they send me a text like, yo, uh, why don't you give us some of that blood? And I was driving. And I was actually, I felt really, like, just lightheaded. But I was like, you know what? What else do I got to do? I got nothing else to do today. So, yeah, like a, like a, someone with low morals and self-esteem, I answered the text back. Red Cross, like, what you doing? Nothing. I mean, I was about to go home. You know, because if you hit the button, it sends you directly to one of their call centers. So I hit the button. Oh, hello. Welcome to Red Cross of America. Your blood is constantly needed. Yeah, you always need something, Red Cross. You always need something from me. So, yeah. And they was like, okay, well, it's 3 o'clock now. Why don't you shoot through about 5? And I'm like, okay, I'll be there. Because <laughs> I had nothing else to do. Okay, I'll be there. You know, come through the door. I come through the door, and I've been there multiple times. They even give you a card. If you give blood enough, they give you a card. It's almost like they scan it. All your information is on there. You can just go ahead and get that blood. So I'm sitting there. I'm in line. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in line, and I walk up to the lady, and she was like, uh, do you have your driver's license? I look at my wallet. I'm like, uh, oddly enough, I don't seem to have my, my driver's license. I'm like, I got this card, though. Like the card y'all gave me, she was like, "Yeah, no, we we need a a picture ID." Okay, then why'd you give me this card? It's, that's I felt stupid showing it to. Her. I felt like I was showing her a blockbuster card or something. Like, oh, we got this card. Well, that's very nice. Put it back in your pocket, stupid. So I was like, you know what? I do have my ID. I just realized when I got my card, it fell out my pocket. She was like, okay, well, could you go get it? I go get it, and in the back of my mind, I want to go and, like, slam it on the table because I feel like she think, like, I was trying to buy a liquor, you know, underage, trying to buy a liquor, like, oh, yeah, sure, you left your ID in your car. Sure you did. Well, like an adult, I go back, and I, I give her the, I give her my, my driver's license, and she scanned it. They ask all these weird questions. Maybe that's, you know, the subject for another podcast. So, now I don't want to get the blood. Not really, but I'm going to give it. You know, and I'm like, oh, 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 I didn't tell everybody. Um, normally, I would get the blood and, you know, retreat to some corner and sip, sip, sip. But remember I told y'all a couple podcasts ago, I was giving, I was living a new life, trying to live my best life. Hey, man, as of the day you're hearing this, eight days of no drinking. Yeah, yeah. 
Eight days of no drinking. And it's been, you know, after the first, once you break the habit. So let's say after the first three days, you know, oh, I'm bored. Go have, you know, have a drink or something. If you're not working, something like that. It ain't that bad. And also you can't run away from how you feel. It's, 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 it's interesting. It is. So I go get his blood. And then uh, as I'm leaving, I get a, um, a call from brother number two. Like, what, what are you what are you doing, old man? What, are, what, what do you have planned on your schedule to, for today? I say, man, I, I really ain't got nothing going on. He's like, well, come, come, come to the opening of a distillery. Spirits and wines and, and, and spirits shall be, libations shall be poured and strewn about the room. I said, I, look, man, I, now nah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go home. You're like, tut, tut, such nonsense. For what? Come, come, eat and be merry. I'm like, okay, eat. Okay, I, I'll eat because I'm sitting there like, well, you know, I just gave blood. He was like, my dear boy, there, there would be, there would be free food there okay cool so i'm like i at least go there eat and honestly when you go somewhere you just giving blood you kind of feel like a superhero you know because your arms bandaged up you got the little blue wrap around it you know people like first girls are like ew what's wrong with you like you know you just came from dialysis or something oh yeah man i just i gave blood man you know just trying to get back to the community i think uh that blood might be going to help uh you know some some orphans cross seas oh my god maybe it is you just say you know you just say just do him a part you know what i'm saying they kind of walk off they're like oh my god he's such a good guy little did they know you know if i wasn't down two pints and in, in this fancy place i'd you know have me a beer and just rock out so anyway i get there and uh i'm trying to get in i can't get in because you got to have a ticket to get in right so i'm sitting there and brother number two said you know when you, when you get there, you know, just just text me. I'll, I'll I'll give you give them your ticket. You know, okay, cool. So I'm sitting there. I'm at the door. I text him. You know, walking up to the door. Then I call him. Yo, I'm outside. Then I call him again. Now people are coming in, right? They still moving past me. So I'm sitting there, and it's awkward because there's I'm six three. You know, two twenty five. And there's a, like a little like, woman. She's got a little shirt on. You know, what I'm saying she's she's. <sighs> the wait staff or something i don't know you know and i i, I think she might be security also so it's, it's kind of like one of the things like i know i'm making her nervous like hi my name's mandy and uh could you move please like you know she didn't want to say it because you know mandy you know she don't get paid enough for that so i'm standing i'm doing that thing where you're on your phone and you kind of put your hand up like one second please you know just kind of like oh i i know this is awkward but just give me one second please trying to be real you know non-threatening so finally, I get up in there, and then I go to the food plate uh, where they had the food set up. And wouldn't you know it, there is like three slices of strawberry, or, uh, like two pieces of aged cheese. So I guess that was a score for me, and like like an heirloom tomato, and uh, you know, like one raspberry and fig. So I put that on my plate, you know, whatever, and I go enjoy the bro- the company of my brother. So. That was nice, you know. It was underwhelming. Now, you know, at this place, it was, it was, it was, you know, a nice time. So I, I leave it at that. I leave it at that. But that's me giving back in my own way. So I've uh, 
Yeah, like I said, I've been night drinking for eight days, and uh, you know, feel good. Feel well, don't feel good. I mean, you know, it's it's obviously a healthier decision. You know, not like I was drinking all the time, but you know, I promised a heroin addict I'm gonna give him thirty three days, thirty some odd days, so they gonna get it. You know, what I'm saying I'm a man of my word. I do what I say. I say what I mean. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I, I am what I am. That's all I I, I am. But you can be better. That's what we strive for. I'm living, I'm trying my best to live healthy. I'm taking uh, taking new steps I probably wouldn't have took before. I'm trying an all-natural deodorant. Because I read somewhere, or either one of the, you know, the woke family members, I hope she listening, she know what I'm talking about. One of the woke family members said that deodorant has aluminum, I don't want I just want to make up a fancy word, but aluminum saltrate, nitrate to something. And that's been linked to Alzheimer's disease. So uh, she she uses the all natural stuff. I just grabbed the cheap, I, I'm not spending a lot of money on the all natural stuff. But then I started thinking, okay, so, well, first and foremost, the all natural stuff don't work. Okay. If you if you have a hard day at work and you got a sweat on or something, just know you herbs and spices, oils, ginkgo biloba oil under your armpit ain't gonna cut it. You need something that's been tested. And you think, uh, what's that boy name that played the sports? You know the boy that played the sports. The boy that played the sports. <laughs> like, okay, fam, I really don't follow sports, so I'm just, I'm gonna shoot it back. You think? Makembe Matumbo it puts what, olive oil and rosemary and oregano and thyme on his armpits. No, he's a big guy. He's got big armpits. You know, he's got, he's tall and he plays the basketball. So, no, he's going to grab something that's going to cover up the armpits, cover up that stain. Because realistically, you know, do you want to go smelling? Uh, not not being fresh, but have your brain, right? So you live 80 years, and you're like, every day of my life I was funky. You know? <laughs> like, I never made it through the whole day fresh, as opposed to being, you know, 80 with a brain full of mush, and everybody was like, that old man smelt wonderful. There's trade-offs in this, wide, in this world. And, you know, being funky... To save some brain cells is not that's not a trade I'm I'm willing to make, not just yet. But being funky also goes into criticism, right? Okay. Now, some people you can't criticize. You can't say everything to everybody. Uh sometimes you need to keep to yourself. Case in point. Back in my day, brought to you by Nostalgia. Back in my day, I'm gonna say I was about let's say ten. Yeah, we'll go with ten. That's a good enough age. Ten. My mom didn't live in the projects, but we had a couple friends that did. Well, she had friends. When you, when your mama go see her friends, if 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 the woman got kids and they become your friends, either y'all because y'all gonna be in the room for hours. Y'all gonna sit there. You got the new Atari? Yeah, I got the new Atari. Can I play your new Atari? No. Why not? Because you're not my friend. Well, I'll be your friend if you let me play the Atari. Boom. Friendship. Just like that, right? But I actually liked this friend that 
my mom's friend's son. So we were actually friends. So I go over there and see the projects is, is, you know, small. It's like a little village, really. So, you know, you can go walk to somebody else's house. So I was visiting my mom's friend's son. And uh, he was like, yo, let's go over to my other friend's house. Okay, cool. I didn't live in the projects. All this was exciting and new to me. Let's go. Let's walk across the projects. And we're walking and we're walking. And we get to the other friend's house. So we go in the house. Right? Now, that person, it was like four four of them. Right? All varying ages. So let's just say like 12 down to four. You know, okay, cool. So we over there playing. Now, my friend should have told me, you learn these things when you get older. This is what happens. My friend should have told me that one of the little boys was deaf. I did not know that. Right? So being 10, you go up in the house. We all playing. We was playing hard, too. You know, you play hard. You sweating. You know, shirt come off, whatever. Y'all just playing. Okay, we playing hard. I don't, It's a small room, so I don't know what the heck we were playing. But the little boy... Round about my age, and in better shape, might I add, he said, nyuh, 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 nyuh. like, and I'm not making fun of deaf people, but that's kind of what it sounded like to me. Because if you're deaf, you you can see what someone's mouth is doing, but you can't emulate the sound just right. That's why you talk to your babies, you say, mama, mama, and they, and they kind of, they, they tune it in, right? So my man said, nyuh, 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 nyuh. right? Now I look at the dude I came with, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> No, 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 no. Right? I'm making fun of the dude. Like, this guy, am I right? Did you did you hear what he said? Nah, nah, nah. Okay. Now, being in a small room, it's hot and funky, and my man can't hear me. He's deaf. You know what I'm saying? He said whatever he said, nah, 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 and he kept on pushing. Well, the brothers and sisters, they heard that. They were like, uh, what did you say? I'm looking at everybody like, what? No, 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 Like, am I right? Like, am I the only person that heard him say that? They was like, yo, man, my you making fun of my brother? I mean, I ain't, but the same, like, it ain't, it wasn't like a witty observation. I mean, that's what the man said. That's what the man said. Somebody tapped this dude on the shoulder was like, yo, this new kid talking stank about you. And my man, he read them lips. He was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh. And then my homie, my homie, he was like, yo, man. What you doing disrespecting my peoples like that? I'm like, I thought I was your people. You brought me over to the situation. I thought maybe you would have my back. And basically, long story short, I was up against the wall. Like, and when I say up against the wall, I mean back against the wall. They were like, man, I should bust you right now. I should bust you. And then the little one, because it was smaller ones too. They was like, yeah, man, when you bring them down here, we're going to get a little piece. And my man with the nyan, 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 he was like, man, nyan, nyan, nyan. Like he was really getting into it. Like, nyan, 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 nyan. I was like, I don't know what that means, but I'm pretty sure that ain't what, what I would like to hear. You know? Now, in real talk, they was hyping up my, you know, hyping up the deaf boy, like, man, you know, go ahead and rock him, rock him. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't hear him because he's deaf, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Had my back against the wall, my my mom or either the mom's friend, whatever, she said, hey, your mom looking for you, it's time to go. That room was so funky, and I've never been happier to see another adult. And you know how, like, when you sidestep a, a, a butt whooping, like, so they all, it was like, I was liking to send myself against the wall. So I was like, so they were like, yeah, your mom looking for you. I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> like, just slid straight through. Excuse me, gutter rats. 
We got to go. My mama say, I got to go. So what I'm saying is, right? Sometimes it ain't what you say. It ain't what because white people get knocked out in the hood now. Apparently, some white dude got knocked out. He was screaming the N-word uh, on the train track. And I saw the video. My man had a button down some glasses. The, the black dude, he took the button down off. He took the glass and put him in his pocket. And the man was talking that stuff, and he was saying that thing. And my man rocked. He said, oh, no, you tripping, playboy. Knocked him out, right? Knocked him out. The boy sleep on the on the, on the, on the platform. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sleeping on 110th Street. <laughs> knocked him out, right? Then somebody was trying to help him up. As soon as he kind of got to the knee, somebody hit him again, and he fell onto the train tracks. But they pulled him up in time. But I'm saying, if I almost got whooped for what I did, what somebody didn't hear me say, watch what you say to people. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. All right. Now. I went to my daughter's. She's a what? What? What I want to say here. Um, she takes place in a kids community theater. Now, kids community theater is uh, it's an interesting concept. It is basically. I hope that was not a gunshot. It's basically something that the kids put on during the summer. So they pick a play, and the the idea is. Adults are pretty much hands-off. I think the only adults, really, is the director. At least that's the premise that's set before me. I think they have volunteers, but that's kind of how they sell it. So once school is over with, they practice. They uh, they come up with what they want to do. They The the music music is played live by a children band, and the the tech work is done, so the, the lighting and the sound... Uh, EQ system, I guess. Set building is supposed to be done by kids, which I call bullcrap. I don't, I don't believe kids are making stuff structurally sound enough for multiple kids to stand on. Uh, set design, all that's done by kids. And it, it, when the scene changes and they move the stuff, move the scenery to change the scene, all done by kids. Choreography, everything. well, you get it. Everything is done by kids, right? So, I went to this. Uh, play and you know it was actually it was pretty good it was pretty good but I also think that I mean I'm not pooping on kids but there are just certain things you're gonna get when you when you, when you have a whole bunch of kids together you know um, first and foremost I I enjoyed it they did the episode uh, they did the play newsies it was a really nice play. They decorated pretty good. I'm not, I'm not giving a review of the play. I'm just I'm trying to put you in my state of what I'm seeing. But as the scene opens up, the spotlight comes out and it's shaky. I'm, I, I feel like I'm nitpicking, but at the same time, it's like, okay, cool. It's shaking. So the little boy, the lead singer, he has a beautiful voice. I think what it is is, as long as your lead guy or girl, depending on the play, has enough charisma, they can kind of carry this thing. Because it's, 
it's already on fire. That's just what it is. It's a children's production. Kids don't, because you got a whole bunch of different type of kids. But we're going to get to that in a minute. So this ship is going to burn. But it's just like, can you get to your destination before it sinks? All right, so lead character comes out. He's got a beautiful voice, young man. Hasn't been, well, maybe he's in the midst of puberty, but it ain't hit the, the he can sing. It's good. And then his mic was keyed up. So I think the adults were like, we really kind of need this mic to work. His buddy, not so much. Like, I couldn't couldn't hear him. And it was kind of static. It was almost like he was singing through a CB radio. Okay, cool. I don't know what's going on, but still. So then, then the scene changes. And then they, the, the kids. I'm not hating on the kids, but you you got you got types of kids. You know, you got the one little sickly kid, little asthmatic kid, and he's saying his lines. We say them super fast, like, and then God came and he blessed us all with an everlasting life. Okay, cool. Like, and then you got the kind of like the kid that's kind of gay, but like he don't know he's gay, or maybe he do does he know he does know he's gay. And that's cool. He's really enjoying himself, which is fine. I don't I don't really care. That's not, you know. Uh, you got the overdeveloped girl. And it's like, when I was growing up, you know, if you was a busty young lady or even coming into, if you develop too quick, you know, the older people, you know, you'd be out there jump roping one day, you know, and then when you came into your womanhood, all of a sudden you couldn't jump rope no more because the old lady said that was obscene. And you was a kid. You didn't know what was going on. But that's just, that was, that was old people's way of saying, you know, that's you gotta put away childish things, I guess. And then there was a couple of little mixed kids mixed in the in, in in the whole thing. But okay, I'm getting I'm getting ahead of myself. Anyway, I come in, I went to work, and I go to the play after work. So as I go in, I'm I got there about 15, 20 minutes early. It's not like it's a Broadway play. It should be seats left, but I forgot about grandparents. Forgot about grandparents. So anyway, I go up in there, I'm looking. Now there are a lot of seats. Like, it'd be like one person sitting here, like eight seats, and then another person. And I go, and I'm like, uh, can I? It was just me. So, like, can I kind of get up in there? And maybe maybe my, my vernacular wasn't the best. Like, is there all these seats taken? And they looked me up and down, like, yep. Now, I, I, there are a lot of conservatives there. I put it like that. So, I was like, really? I didn't say nothing. That, them your seats. I can't prove or disprove otherwise. So, I'm walking. And I see like five seats. There's one old person here, one old person there. Yo, are these seats taken? Like, yep, sorry. Like, but it just seemed like disdain. Look, I'm here on time. They not here on time. Like, can't you just move down one and y'all push this, this, that? No. Uh -uh. So I saw an older lady. She was like, you can sit right here. And she was almost too friendly, which I should have just kind of wrote it off. But I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to sit right here. Because there was three seats. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. there was three seats. Three seats. And then there was another person. I was like, are all these seats like open? She was like, yeah, you can pick any one you want. I said, okay, cool. I had my little notebook so I can make my little notes, write my little episode, you hit the little pages for the podcast. Because I had some time before the show started. So I go use the bathroom. I come back. There's an old guy and his wife sitting right there. So my three seat space is now turned to just one seat between this helpful lady at the end and this elderly couple which i don't have a problem with but i really just kind of okay fine so i sit down work in the middle of these people and apparently these people were liberals because first the first person was like oh and 
and and what and he was a he was a soft spoken southern gentleman and he was kind of it wasn't feminine but it, was, it wasn't he wasn't gonna bust nobody here in a bar fight you know what i'm saying he was like oh and uh do you live in 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 rensselaer i yeah i live in rensselaer oh, I, I did i did i don't anymore oh and what what brings you to 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 the play tonight well my daughter she's in the play oh that's wonderful it's like, I feel like I owe them these answers because, I, yeah, okay, I'm sitting with y'all, but you're showing me way too much interest. Like, the conservatives wouldn't even, they, they, you can't sit over here, which was fine. That's fine. It's your, some of your seats. But now you're like, well, we have a real-life Negro next to us. Let's, let's examine his life. <gasps> you have offspring. We have offspring. Like, we, I just, I... I just wanted to follow him outside because I knew he was going to get in the Prius or something. Like, I'm saving the environment. What? Talk to your wife. Don't talk to me. I'm trying to write corny jokes. <laughs> you know, so anyway. And then the other one, then they start talking across from me. You know, okay, cool. Y'all talk to each other. So I'm sitting there writing my jokes and, you know what I'm saying? And, well, not jokes, but just thoughts or whatever. And then, so they start talking. They were like, are you going to go back to, t- uh, what, 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 what she say? Are you going to go back to subbing? And the guy was like, well, I, I think I'm going to try to blah, blah, blah. And then she was like, oh, well, I was, te- I was teaching these kids, but now I teach the little kids, and they grow up so fast. They're like, I know. Yeah. I'm just like, gee, just, I just want the show to start so I can get, you know, get into the show. So the show starts. Good show. And uh, intermission happens, and you know, I go get some cookies. I come back. Now, those seats, admittedly, that the conservatives have, they were full. And the bad thing, I think he was watching me to see if I was going to watch. He was like, yeah, I told you. Yeah, these are all taken. You know? <laughs> so I was like, okay, touche, touche. I, I, you know, I, I thought it was something, but apparently it's not. I get back to my seat, and I'm on, I'm standing out because I don't really want to sit and hear what these two are talking about. And, of course, true to form, like true, I'm not being but liberals, I guess. That's the best way I can The guy's like, yeah, and, um, we're having a Haitian come. And I'm not making this up. I'm This is just dead, dead serious. Uh, a Haitian preacher is coming, and he's going to be staying with us. And then the woman was like, oh, and then what are you going to do? And he's like, and then we're going to have a wedding. The woman never said nothing. I don't know if she checked out the marriage or if she was even still breathing. She ain't say nothing. I honestly didn't. Uh, he seen this, and this is my wife. That's the only thing he said. At point, I looked at her, boom, and then after that, she checked out. So anyway, that was at the beginning of the show. So and then we're gonna have a wedding, and then another one I'm like, oh, you is there anything? And when are you not busy? Like I know, is there not? So then we said the show started. I'm like, thank God, another hour to go. I can do this. So I'm watching the show. My daughter does her thing. It was beautiful. Um. Then I realized my deodorant kind of stopped working. And all natural stuff is for the birds. Now, the man to my left of me, uh, Mr. Soft-Spoken, he didn't say nothing. He just kind of kept his eyes up ahead. I looked to my right, and uh, the lady next to him, she kind of like, you know, people, you got the armrest, you can either be closer to somebody or farther away from somebody, but she a little farther away. And I, I understand that. I mean, who wants to be next to a funky... Dude, you know, but now I got to kind of mess with So now I got to put my arms on both arm rests. Just kind of like, oh, so you 
this is what you get when you, when you have friends on the other side of town, <laughs> right? Just letting it waft a little bit, just a little bit. Because, you know, if I bring them closer to me, my armpits, the heat's just going to make it come out harder on the side. So I'm, I'm going to shoot it out on the side. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to let it out. We adults here. You know, sometimes we make bad decisions. I didn't know this was going to be a 16-hour day, right? So after the show is over with, and I'm not even exaggerating, the guy to my left is actually like, He's he's really into the show, which is cool. He was like clapping and he was like yelling and stuff. I just want to find my daughter so I can keep it moving, right? Now, as the theater's kind of letting out, right? So people are kind of moving on, you know, it's kind of light, the house lights on, everybody kind of moving around. I want to get close to the stage because my daughter's going to come out the side, one of the side doors, I'm assuming. Now, as I, there's one house completely empty. One house completely empty except for. My man who didn't want to give me the seat, Mr. Conservative. Now, see him right there, and he's talking. He's talking to somebody on the other aisle. So he's standing up. He's not sitting down. He's standing up, and he's leaning over the aisle talking to those the people behind him. Like, did you try Karen's potato salad? Yeah, I did. I don't know what everyone's making such a big deal about. Her potato salad was fine. Those people from Wakanda don't know good potato salad. When they, whatever, right? So now I'm like, okay, now I got to get you back, man. I got, I, yeah, okay, you took all the seats, but still, it's just the way you did it. I didn't like it. So, I start walking down the aisle, right? Now, walking down the aisle, he's in the middle. So, I'm like, excuse me. <laughs> now, my man got a decision to make. Does he stop his conversation? Because he saw me, he was like, oh, okay. So, do you stop your conversation, walk all the way, the rest of the way out the aisle, and then come back in the aisle? Or do you lean forward and let me walk by, behind you? Hmm. I guess you're going to bend... Gonna kind of leaned over a little bit, huh? Gonna lean over, let me kind of scoot on by you. Now, <laughs> men, uh, when we when we pass each other like that, if you lean forward, right? Either I can pass my, we can go butt to butt, or I can make it awkward and you know, you know, you know, go the other way, right? And me and my brain the whole time, I was just like, yeah, and. I just kept seeing, like, you know how in the wild we're like, oh. Oh, in, in captivity, we're like, oh, well, the the female panda's presenting herself. You know what I'm saying? Like, for mating, right? So, and the bad thing is, like, he bends over. Or, like, he leans forward, and he got his hands, like, on the, the back of the the chair, like, he, as he was leaning forward to give me room, right? And I saw his eyes kind of, like, look at me like, you dirty dog. <laughs> I I went hot dog and, and, and bun. I didn't go bun to bun. I went hot dog to bun. I was kind of like, I just kind of looked at him. And like his eyes kind of followed me. And you know, when somebody get behind you where you can't see no more, so you whip around so you can't see him on the other side on the other side of town, I just kind of smiled. I kept like, you know, just grazed on through. So yeah, you remember this day. <laughs> you remember the day. <laughs> Next time somebody wants to sit down, you might want to move over. I don't care if you had them seats marked. So anyway, after that, I gave my daughter a hug, and, you know, it was one of them hugs. She's like, you kind of want to keep the arms low, because she's tall now, so I gave her a hug. You know, your daddy's funky, but he's here, you know. Some kids ain't got no daddy here, funky or otherwise. After that, went out, and uh, that was that was the day. That was <laughs> there was a lesson in there. I don't know what the lesson is. Um, use real deodorant. That's the lesson. Use real deodorant. And finally, that leads us to 
BTP News. Just the headlines. That's <laughs> that's going to be just the it was just you know BTP News. Just the headlines. <laughs> um, yeah, this is where I go through the news. If I see a headline that kind of looks interesting, I grab it and uh, I try to make a story to go with it. It's all you know. It's, why not, right? So, uh, first story. Uh, I'm gonna do this in my Tom Brokaw voice. It's terrible, but you know, just bear with me here. Girl feels let. Girl feels something on her leg. She looks down and sees the preacher's cell phone up her skirt. Now, in my brain, I'm, I, I, I've been walking around with this one, and I thought it was cut and dry, right? So I was like, okay, well, the preacher man, he was being a perv. He was like, y'all need to keep your eyes on Jesus and quit looking around, trying to see what your neighbor do. Everybody put your eyes on Jesus. And he was like, you got your eyes on Jesus? And everybody was like, yes. And he was like, and I'm just going to go over here because this, ah, the devil's in this floorboard. Let me get this floor. Y'all keep your eyes on Jesus. I'm going to get this floorboard. Devil, get out this floorboard. I say devil. And then while he was doing that, trying to get up this girl's skirt. But then when I started thinking about it, I was like, wait a minute. It's a skirt. It ain't no, I was thinking dress. Because, you know, dress, they, you know, longer, you know. So how do you, and really, what you going to see? I mean, I put it like this. What you going to see that you couldn't see on the phone if you get my drift? What you going to And then you go, oh, yeah, that's, that's just the Johnson right there, man. Oh, yeah. Do women still wear pantyhose? I'm asking. I, like the stockings. Is there a difference between stockings and pantyhose? I mean, oh, oh yeah, no, 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 yeah, that's just the Johnson right there. She got them pantyhose on. And I'm like, come on, man, get your mind right. You're supposed to get your mind on Jesus. And then my thing is, well, I guess she wasn't in, no, she wasn't in the choir because the choir girls had the robes on. Hmm. And then I saw the picture of the dude. He wasn't a bad looking dude. He had like the little, it's like that, that metrosexual, I'm rugged, but I'm not rugged beard. It was you know, trimmed and stuff. And then he had, he like a youth pastor. Like his hair had that spiky, fun look. It was kind of like, oh, I can I can be the serious pastor. I can slick it down to get the pastor look. But at the same time, I, you know, I like to keep it casual. You know, my door's always open. And apparently y'all was recording too. So what was what, what, that about? I'm not saying the girl was young, but the way they put it, girl feels. So I think this kind of suggestive. By the way, I do want to say, which I do find this just brought it back up at the um, at the um, what's that thing called at the community uh, play real talk at the intermission. There were two preachers there and how I know they were pre or priests, whatever you call them. How I know they were priests. They had the the priest, uh, the thing to go across their neck, the collar. They had the black shirt with the white little piece. Right. It was two of them. And for some reason, they look really upset. They look like really like pissed off, upset. Like one was scrolling on his phone. Like if he could cuss, he 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 would have been cussing. And the other one was like, man, whatever. Like you know. Now the cynic in me. <laughs> so it was okay. First of all, it's it was a really weird sight because you don't see cats just rocking like that. You know, if you're a preacher, you're a preacher. You know, you're preaching in the morning and the freaking the sheets or whatever. You know, like, like you, you do your preacher man thing in the morning and, you know, after that you put that away. But it seems like, okay, it's kids, 
theater, children's theater, you got angry priests. Are they angry because they can't get to the kids? I know that's bad, but <laughs> made me smile though. All right, um, let's see. Uh, okay, this is gonna be the last one because uh, it was a slow news cycle without getting too uh, controversial. Uh, man with world's longest nails, fingernails, finally cuts them. To me, that should have been uh, world man with world's longest fingernails finally decides not to be trifling. Like I've seen the shows where people have like the long nails trying to get into against book of world records. Like the nails become so heavy that the hand actually becomes deformed from carrying the weight. Your fingertips are not supposed to carry, you know, five, ten pounds of, or even you know like. And plus, you, you lose mobility in that hand. That hand is literally weighed down. That those and after years, you can't do nothing with that hand no more. So, and the man was like eighty nine years old. Like, well, I guess, let me. Well, I got some time to cut my nails. You know how much gook and garbage you got stuff under your nails from? What? Y two K. Let's go back even further. Uh, Pepsi. Uh, was that Crystal Pepsi when it was the Clear Pepsi? Go back even further. Chia Pet Seeds. Let's go back even further. Pet Rock. Let's go back even further. What are we going to be? What? Slinky Dust. Let's keep on going back. Mm. Polio. I jumped way back there. Because the man was 82. So that puts him at 2018. Okay, so move that 18 out the way. 18. 19, 1936. Okay, cool. So let's see. Uh, you got some fibers from uh, what's that? President in wheelchair. You got some of his fibers under your fingernails. What else you got? You got uh, huh? Let's see. Okay, I keep going by. Let's see. Uh, mm. Okay, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is this history in them nails. You know what I mean? <sighs> okay, anyway, that's the news, everybody. Uh Jesus, man, it's finally cuts his nail. And the bad thing is you can't cut them nails after so long because your nerves apparently end up growing in your finger. Okay, anyway. Um, please reach us on our um social media. Bros3 Pod at Instagram. I won't say dot com, but that don't sound right. On Instagram, we're Bros Three Pod. So Bros B R O S T H R E E Pod P O D. Um, we have a Gmail, uh, the Brothers Three Podcast. No, the Bros Three Podcast. I'm sorry, you spell it all out. So the the Bros Three Podcast at Gmail. Um. Y'all have a good one, man. Y'all be sweet to each other. Um, fellas, if you're walking behind somebody and they, they upset you, it's perfectly acceptable to go to go weenie the hot dog. You don't have to be nice and go, wait a minute, hot dog to bun. You ain't got to be, you know, you ain't got to play the bun to bun game. You, you If he disrespect you, you feel like it's disrespect. And the terror in that man's eyes, oh, is priceless. All right, y'all. Y'all be sweet to each other. Um... 
You doing all right. We doing all right. All right. Love y'all.